0: Hello, everyone. It's This is Mark Joseph Bennett coming to you, recorded from the XC60 recording studio. That's right. Guys, it's here. Got a new recording studio. See, the thing is, guys, I could have done the podcast last night. So today is Monday, May 7th, 2018. Now, I could have recorded it Sunday. May 6th, 2018. But I would have had to do that podcast in the Toyota Prius. And uh, the Prius Recording Studio, I just I didn't want to do one last podcast there because I felt like I'd get too nostalgic. You know? Like a fucking idiot. I would get all wrapped up, missing my car, and then I figured, but I'll record this new one in the new car, and it'll it'll change the tone. The podcast, instead of being somber, will be one filled with hope, hope and and enthusiasm for the future. And by God, I was right. I'm in the back seat, the spacious, luxurious back seat of the Volvo XC60. I uh, like I mean, guys, it has tinted windows at the back, and sure. That's because they know it's going to be a family car, so you're probably going to have babies back here sleeping, so they tint the windows in the back windshield. But they don't realize that old Papa, he's recording podcasts in his parking garage, and these tinted windows are a fucking boon to him. Oh, my God, guys. Oh, the benefit of having the tinted windows, so much less humiliation. You know, People, a guy just walked past, and he looked at the car. You know why? Because it's brand spanking new. And he's probably like, what's this car doing in this parking lot? I don't remember this fancy new car in here. It is a little fancy. But it's the perfect amount of fancy. Because here's the thing. It is in the class. And I'll get into other stuff. Don't you guys worry. But I'll say this about the Volvo. It is, it's in the class of, a, of the BMW uh, X, I don't know fucking no uh x5 right is that the one and uh the suv the bmw suv and the audi q5 it can't be the bmw x5 and the audi q5 can it i don't know anyway the thing is if you buy one of those other cars though it's very obvious right i just realized it's kind of warm here in the uh, XC60 studio because normally I have the Prius car on, right? Because the Prius is so quiet when uh, when you start it up because it's just on the battery power. There's no engine sounds, so I can have that on and have the air conditioning on. It doesn't fuck up the recording. Uh, I don't know how that would go with the... With the what, what the hell is the name of this recording studio? The XC60. I don't know how that will go. But I got to tell you, I'm roasting back here. I got to turn it on. Hang on. I don't know why I told you to hang on. I was just, I'm just going to cut that part out. So for you, there would be no hanging on. I've turned on the car. Now, if you can hear this car, I apologize. But that's what's going to happen from now on. I think I also left the radio on. I'm in the backseat. I can't reach up there. Oh, guys. Guys, I missed the Prius. Oh, my God. I made a huge mistake. Now I'm fucking around, but I am going to turn off this radio. because oh, the radio was connected to my phone. It wasn't the radio. It was playing Gary Clark Jr. from my playlist on my phone because it's all, all the technology, guys. Syncing it up. Here's the thing. I'll get back to the, the BMW Audi thing in a second. But I was saying to my wife, you know, that the car was, uh, it's, it's much nicer than what we are used to. You know, with a Prius built for, for, for fuel efficiency. You know, it's a great car for the environment. This one, not so much, not so much, but not not too bad, not too bad, but very nice on on the inside. And uh, I think the thing, the way I can compare it is like I don't feel like I can go back now. Already, you know, because with the technology, I got this big friggin' screen with all this shit with my maps on it and my and my music and my phone and it just it just it just works. You know, my comparison would be if you have a smartphone and if you don't, how the fuck are you listening to this podcast? Most of you have smartphones, right? All of you have smartphones. But if I were to take your smartphone, your iPhone, your 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 Samsung Galaxy whatever, and I took it away from you, and I gave you back a flip phone. You know, I'm not ta- not a rotary phone. Let's not go crazy. But I gave you a flip phone. Sure, similar cellular. You can carry it in your pocket. You can you can even bang out some text messages. You know, you have to press the numbers like three times to get like a T. You know, or is it the V that you would press three times? T U V. You go date 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 just to get the V. But it will work. It'll get the job done. And I feel like that is, if you have a car from 2010, like I did, I, and, and then you go and you buy a new car, at least with all the fanciness upgrades, that's what it's like. It's like I picked up a smartphone versus my flip. That's the best way I can describe it. Don't ask me to describe it another way. But back to the, uh, to the Audi. And the BMW thing. See, here's the thing. While this car, this Volvo, is in, I, I almost call it a Volva. but I, I do love it. But not in that way, guys. Keep your minds out of the gutter. The, um, the BMW and the Audi, they just, they have a certain, I don't know, Mercedes, same thing. Everybody knows their luxury brands, you know? Here's the thing. I didn't mention this uh, a few podcasts ago and I meant to. When we were t- test driving the BMW, the guy unsold me the BMW and he sold me on the Volvo even before I test drove the Volvo because he was talking about how, well, it's just great. He had no bad things to say about it. He said, "But the thing is, you know, when when you pull up in a BMW, you know, that has a certain prestige. You know, it has a it has a, that certain feeling. It's like, you know, you pull up and everyone's like, oh, who's this guy? And I'm like, you're right. I don't want it. That's the last thing I want. Because, you know, I'm not saying, you guys, if you're out there and you own a BMW, you're a douchebag. But I am saying, if you're a douchebag, you own a BMW. Okay? Not all BMW owners are douchebags, but all douchebags own BMWs. And the same goes for the Audis and the Mercedes. They're not; nece- it's not necessarily a douchebag factor, which the BMW I think have cornered the market on. But it is a. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say I would say the Mercedes to me feels more like high maintenance, like a high maintenance lady, you know, who's just like wearing uh, those fuck me heels, you know, and then she's just she she walks too fast. You know, she's got a shopping bag hanging off one arm and a and some kind of Prada purse hanging off the other arm. You know, she's got those oversized Kim Kardashian sunglasses, you know, she she vacations in Dubai just so she can buy things that are even more expensive than she can find here in Canada. That is, that's what I see with Mercedes, right? And Audi, I don't know, I guess Audi's kind of like a, it's kind of like if you're a Dude, but you want to be a high-maintenance lady, you'll buy yourself an Audi. Now, don't get me wrong. If you, if you have any of these cars, look, different strokes for different folks. I'm not, these aren't absolute terms, okay? I know good people who drive Audis, good people who drive BMWs, okay? I'm just giving you generalized stereotypes because, guys, that's how you should live your life. Stereotyping people and just, you know, pigeonholing everyone into certain categories and then making all of your judgments based on those categories. That's what you should do. What was I talking about? Ah, the douchebag factor. See, the Volvo, the, Volvo, the oh no, the Volvo, I just, I don't even like that word, you know, I don't hate it. But I don't like the fact that I've said Volvo several times and it sounds like vulva I listen listeners of this podcast do me a favor and uh don't call this thing a vulva to my face if you know me it's just that'll it'll taint the whole thing because I'm very happy with this car right now and I know some of you guys are surprised about that because of how irritated I was with the salespeople because they scammed us a little bit on the car. But uh, here's the thing. It's not as big of a scam as I thought. So the guy was showing me today. He said, "He said, do you have an hour for me to go through the features of the car? I was like, no, I don't have a fucking hour, Dave, to go through the features? Jesus Christ, you sucked half of my life away already with the stress and then the the four-hour haggle and, and my, my son missed his nap, which you think that doesn't sound like a big deal? Let me tell you something. Because he missed his nap, he had a really shitty night's sleep. Because for some fucking reason, when toddlers miss their naps, they don't sleep longer. They sleep shorter. They sleep less time. Apparently, the sleep people, they say sleep begets sleep. So no sleep begets no sleep. So he missed his nap. And then he fucking slept for like four hours that night. So then the next day he's overtired again. So what does he do? Takes like a nap that's like 40 minutes. It's supposed to be a three-hour nap. So the fucking cycle continues. And we're in Ottawa visiting my brother at his fancy house. And this baby is up all night screaming. Screaming bloody murder. And so that was all the salespeople's fault, as far as I can see, at, uh, at Volvo. So when the guy says today when i go down to pick up because i'm like let me just sign a paper and get the fuck out of here but of course no he Said, you want you have an hour i tell him you got 20 minutes dave all right yeah 20 minutes and uh and then he starts explaining the features of the car and i stayed for almost an hour uh, of my own volition because, Jesus Christ, the cars these days. its what I'm talking about with the smartphone. It's its like that. Like, he showed me an interface. I actually was like, okay, wait, what? How does this work? Like, I figured, it's a car. You sit in it. You turn on the ignition. Where are the wipers? Where are, are the fucking headlights? You know, where are the high beams? Where's the cruise control? I just realized he never showed me where the cruise control was. Okay. An oversight on Dave's part. That's the thing. They were so busy showing us all the fancy features of the of the navigation system and all that shit that uh, they didn't show the basics, the driving things. But I, I guess I can figure that out. Right. Anyway. What was I saying about the, Oh, All right. The navigation thing. That's what I wanted to get to. So they spent so much time, you know haggling back and forth with me and the wife over this car because we got a car that's more expensive than the one we wanted but the thing is so today he's sitting down and he's he's talking about the maps the navigation system with with the GPS and I'm like yeah but we don't we don't have the GPS package and I said because you know we get, we got this model and he said oh no that that comes standard in the one you bought it, so he didn't fucking tell us so the car we originally were going to buy even though it had this big, beautiful you know, touchscreen on it, it didn't actually come with navigation because, of course, you got to pay extra for that shit, and we only wanted the one that gives you the, the 360 camera for parking and shit like that, and, and the lane departure shit, and uh, the blind spot detection. We wanted that package. So that was the only package we were going to buy, but instead, since we got bamboozled into a bigger car, same car with just a bigger engine and a few more features, and then It had a few extra packages. But what the guy didn't tell us was that some of the shit in those packages was quite good. Like the navigation. He said, oh, you guys got, you got the Volvo Momentum. You got the T6 Momentum Plus. I was, the Momentum Plus? What's the plus? It's like all the navigation and a few more things. I'm like, Dave, you should have fucking mentioned that during the four-hour haggle. Maybe we wouldn't have been so, so angry with you. If we knew we were getting better shit. So, yeah, we paid more money, but if you're going to give us better things, I'm okay with that. Like I said last podcast, ladies and gentlemen, show me the features of your product. Tell me why they're good for me. I will use my money to purchase your product at the price. But I cannot understand why they get to lie. Why does that ha- And the people they take advantage of are the most vulnerable people, people who are naive, people who are trusting, or people who have empathy, you know, people who want people to like them, like comedians who have holes in their souls and need people to laugh at them on a daily basis. Speaking of that, Jesus Christ, we were sitting in the lobby waiting for them to put the license plates on the car and this fucking old bat started talking to us. Jesus Christ. And I don't mind calling her an old bat cuz she was she was just a pompous piece of shit. And that that is a Volvo customer right there. See, this is my my point with the, the, the douchebaggery and the high-maintenance people of the other one. The Volvo still, it's still for the, you know, highfalutin idiots of the world. But it's a subtle, it's subtle. You'd never see it coming. You know what I mean? You tell people you're driving a Volvo. Like, when we were telling people we were, we were dri- test driving the BMW, people were like, oh, oh, excuse me. Uh, someone won the lottery, I guess. Not realizing that things, a lot of stuff has come down in price. Those and a lot of things have gone up in price, so no matter what you're trying to get, if you're if you're getting an SUV uh, that has a little bit of room in it for a fucking kid and his giant fucking car seat, if uh, if you do that, it's gonna cost a fair amount of money. And to go get the luxury brands, the, the it's it's not that much more. So, but they hurt when they hear we're getting a BMW. It's like whoa whoa whoa. I thought you were a comedian, and I am, but my wife has a job, and people with jobs can afford nicer cars these days, as far as I can see, and um, so while the Volvo is in the category of these nicer cars, it's subtle, man. You don't see it coming. When we told people we bought the Volvo, they were like, oh, hey, great. They didn't say, well, 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 Johnny fucking moneybags over there. Ah, he thinks he's too good to hang out with his old buddies, I guess. you going to go snort a little cocaine off a hooker's ass? You fucking sellout? None of that. We didn't get any of that with the Volvo. We got, hey, that's a nice, safe, reliable car, and that's who we are. All right? Me and the wife, were safe. Reliable people, all the same. I can't get the car seat in the car. It's uh, it's bothering me a little bit right now because we got we've got the leather seats, and I know I'm sorry about that, animals. It's just, the car. It didn't come in any other. It ha- you had to get the leather seats. That was the only option available. I would have chosen pleather or you know fake shit, but I it I didn't have the option. And you know, guys. I'm doing what I can for the world, alright, but this car was the only car that was something we were going to be able to leave the Prius for. Prius was our baby, alright, and it had to be perfect, and this car is, except with the leather, which I'm not happy about, but now I'm doubly unhappy. Because not only are some poor animals dead, uh, it uh, the seats are slippery, so trying to jam this fucking car seat in into the back seat, it's it's taking way more effort than with the Prius's cloth seats. Uh, I I can't seem to make it tight enough, you know. Can't get the vulva tight enough, <laughs> guys. Oh, why? Had to do it. But, uh, yeah, I like, I like the subtle elitism. That's a good good way to describe it, I think. The subtle elitism of the Volvo. And I'll tell you what else. Uh, I like the little Swedish flags all around the place. It, there's these little tiny, like, sewn into the seats and stuff. There's these little Swedish flags. And that makes me feel pretty good because one, the, the car that was really in competition for us was the Audi Q5, but uh, unbeknownst to us, Audi is the luxury bland, brand, bland, the luxury brand of Volkswagen. Now, most of you know that because you're not uh, ignorant and, and ill-informed like myself. But I did not know that. And I am not a fan of Volkswagen. Okay? I know they make good cars. However, they uh, were basically invented by Hitler, uh, wh- whom I disagree with i disagree with many of his principles okay for various reasons uh and not only that is let's just say you believed the old volkswagen and uh, they had left that in their rearview mirror far behind okay just a couple of years ago that diesel scandal where they outright lied to everybody they got caught cheating You know, their emissions were were much, much higher than they were saying. They were cheating. And then when people caught them, they recalled the vehicles to put on a new device that could cheat better. Not we're sorry and we'll fix it. We're sorry you caught us. Let's see if we can get away with it again. And it's just that like a state extra. Like it's one thing to cheat once and then get caught. But then your solution is to, well cheat harder next time. That just, I feel like there's something wrong with that company. And that makes a lot of sense seeing how they were Hitler's car company. You know? So we didn't want to go with the Audi. But we did want some form of douchebaggery. We didn't, you know, we can, you can rationalize it and say that I needed a better car for my bones. And uh, I fucking do, though. Honest to God. I got the osteoporosis, you know, and uh, well, I was driving all week at uh, going to Ottawa to my brothers. I had some shows in St. Catharines. Oh, thank you to uh, uh, the uh, did I thank the Niagara Falls Comedy Club? I think I might have. Anyway, thank you to Mark Sinodinos, who had me over at his uh, Showtime Comedy Club. We had a good time. Good time at the old Showtime Comedy Club. But I had to drive the Prius out to St. Catharines. I guess not technically, Niagara St. Catharines. And uh, then I had to drive to Ottawa. And I tell you guys, I'm, I am was fucking wrecked. I was wrecked. So now I've got these ergonomic seats. It's a, it's a new life. You know what I mean? It's a new life. Whoa, this air conditioning really works back here. And you know what? The car seems pretty quiet to me. I don't know about you guys. Seems pretty quiet. But I don't know. It's not the Prius. Perhaps there's these, just the gas is going to be seeping into the car and I'll die of, like, the uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. I don't know. But I'll go out in style. They'll be like, that guy, he had quite a luxurious coffin. Oh, I got to try to fix this fucking car seat. I'll talk about some other things now, all right? Now that we've got it put to bed, I'm going to uh, talk about sports. So um, I live in Toronto, okay? And the Toronto Raptors are a Toronto basketball team. Now, uh, if you don't follow the NBA, there is a man named LeBron James who is one of the great players of all time. He is right up there in history. And uh, he beats the Raptors every single year in a humiliating fashion. He, so uh, this year, the Toronto Raptors were supposed to be, they finished first. And uh, LeBron James, Cleveland Cavaliers finished third in the uh, conference. So the Toronto Raptors were actually the favorite. And it was like, this is the year. LeBron's team is not that great around them. Toronto are really rolling. This is the year. We are down 0-3. We're on the verge of being swept by King James. And uh, here's the thing. I expected that, guys. I, I'm a realist, okay? You don't beat LeBron James. Although maybe I did. One of my friends uh, who may be listening, uh, she is aware that I said this could be the year that uh, Toronto m- makes it to the finals. But to be fair to me, and I like to be fair to me, I assumed LeBron James was not going to face the Toronto Raptors. It looked like uh, Indiana was going to put out uh, Cleveland. And um, then that way, that the poor Toronto Raptor bastards wouldn't have to face LeBron James yet again and get their asses handed to them because LeBron James is unstoppable. But they they did. Of course, LeBron James came back and won his first-round series because he is LeBron, and then and now he is outright humiliating the city of Toronto. And uh, and here's what I have to say about that. Like I say, not unexpected. As soon as we all found out we were playing LeBron, everybody's shoulders slumped. We all knew what was going to happen, but here's what I didn't know was going to happen. Our franchise player, Demur DeRozan, okay? Old Double D. Who doesn't like Double D's, guys? Old DeMar DeRozan. He is our franchise player. He's our best player. And uh, I say our because obviously I'm on the team. Me and Drake were on the fucking team. I bet Drake drives a BMW. We are on the team. Now, the fourth quarter comes. We're down 0-2 in the series. 0-2 in the series is not the end of the series, okay? Teams have come back from 0-2 deficits many, many times. It's the best of seven, all right? We're down 0-2. But if you go down 0-3, you don't come back, especially against LeBron James. You do not come back down 0-3. You're not going to win four straight games against anybody in the NBA. So... They're down, 0-3, they're down 0-2, and in the fourth quarter, it's close. The Raptors are starting to come back a little bit. And uh, Dwayne Casey, the coach, he sits DeMar DeRozan for the entire fourth quarter. Our best player sat on the bench watching the game. And they were like, oh, Mark, he was playing bad. He was, I don't give a flying shit, all right? I don't care how bad he was playing in the previous three quarters. He's the best player on the fucking team. We're paying him $600 billion a year to be here. You put him out in the fucking fourth quarter. It, Honest to God, it blows my mind. And none of the media is talking about it because the Canadian media, they're being so kind to Toronto. Here, here is here is the uh, the 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 tactic they're using. They decided uh, to just talk about how awesome LeBron James is, and it's not our fault. And while sure that's true, it's a way that they can just deflect. That they can pretend the whole Demar DeRozan and sitting down didn't even happen. They just glossed over it like it was nothing. Let me tell you something. It's something. You don't what, what if. If LeBron had been playing bad for three quarters, you think his fucking coach, uh Taran Lou? You think you think oh Lou, old Lou baby, would sit him down in the fourth fucking quarter? No, it wouldn't matter if LeBron was 0 for 60. He'd be playing the fourth quarter in a pivotal game. And so now the Raptors, and then of course they lost. So Dwayne Casey, perhaps he would have looked like a genius if they had won that game. And and they were down two one in the series, but I still don't think so because you have to run with your horses, your franchise player. Like yeah, oh, we got this thoroughbred stallion, Harry. He, we're giving him uh, forty million a year. Oh, but there's a donkey. He's the janitor, and uh, he looks okay in a good in a pair of shorts. Put him out there. Put out the donkey janitor and see what happens. And I don't mean to call CJ Miles a donkey janitor, but my point is he's a bench player. So, I just I'm am I crazy? I'm not crazy. Do you sit Sidney Crosby in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter in the third period, which the game is on right now. I have it paused. I came down to do the uh podcast during the intermission, you know? And and I know I I, how did people survive before pausing of television? You know, I know, right? First world issues. But I, I tell you what, there are few things, there are few things that have improved my life so measurably. Few things that can stack up to the pausing and taping of, of live TV. You know, we could all, yeah, sure, we could tape TV before, but it was on a VCR, you know. Your tape had to have enough time on it. And and the, the picture quality was was degraded. And then you had to set it up, and it never worked. But I did it. I mean, it was better than nothing. At the time, I was very pleased that there were ways to be able to tape things. But now you can tape a couple of things at once, you know. And the picture quality is exactly the same. You can just pause it. You can rewind. You can fast forward. Oh, my goodness gracious. I wouldn't be married. I'll tell you that much. Wouldn't be married. Wouldn't have this nice car. I'm sitting in the back because I'd be living with four comedian dudes. And we'd be watching all of our sports live. And we'd be dirtbags. And we'd be gross. And we wouldn't be adults. But how do you sit a star player, your number one star player, for the most important part of the most important game of your entire season? It's just idiotic. Well, he wasn't playing that well. I don't care. He'll turn it around in the fourth quarter, and if he doesn't, no biggie. You lost the game anyway, but at least you lost the game playing your best hand. Holy fuck. So now they have uh, the absolute humiliation of losing the game with their best player sitting healthy on the bench just going, "Um, I'm pretty sure I should be in there. Pretty sure I could uh, hit a couple of the old jump shots. Maybe uh, do some of the old slam uno's, And I'll tell you what, though. Nothing. Nothing got my ire up in sports more than this fucking Brad Marchand licking somebody else. And that's right. You heard me right. If you're not following hockey, there is a player for the Boston Bruins who has taken it upon himself to start licking opposing players. Cause you know they get in each other's faces, you know, when after you know, the whistle blows and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you," and the other guys are going, "Oh, I'm gonna fight you! Oh, go get, get out of here! What oh, do you think you're a tough guy? You think you're a big man? Oh, I'm a big man! I'm gonna fight you!" So there's that—a little back and forth. That's hockey, right? And this fucking guy, this dirt bag of human being, because he is also a dirty player, and he's just. In order he, he prides himself on getting under the skin of the other team. So his new tactic is to lick human beings. So he, he fucking licked. Who was it? Uh, he's fucking He used to be the captain of the Tampa Bay. Oh, what's his fucking name? I can't remember right now. But he licked him on the mouth, on the mouth. Guys. Jesus Christ. And, like, you Boston fans, I feel bad for you, man. Hey, Patrice Bergeron? Jesus Christ, is there, a, is there a, a better overall hockey player in the world? Maybe not. He's just he's a joy to watch. Just a great hockey player. And this guy's on a line with Brad Marchand, who is, by everybody's uh, admission, a talented hockey player. But everyone hates his guts because of the shit he pulls. Anyway, the league talked to him. The NHL phoned him and said, uh, hey, Brad, uh, maybe don't lick people on the mouth. All right? Callahan. It was Ryan Callahan who he licked. Maybe maybe stay away from Callahan's lips. I know they're luxurious. They're like the backseat of a Volvo. But try not to lick them. Honest to God. So my brother, I'm, I'm watching hockey with my brother, and he's drunk because that's what he does. My brother my brother comes home from a hard day of accounting, and uh, he has himself, well, here's what he has. He has his wine with dinner, and then he'll probably have a rum and coke, you know, because a bottle of wine, in my brother's words, a bottle of wine, there's just not enough wine in it, you know? He said, so they forced me to drink rum and coke. He, It's like a conspiracy theory. Uh <laughs> It's like, no, it's like, it's like the red wine industry has conspired against my brother going, oh, don't give him enough wine. Uh, he will be forced to drink the rum and cokes. Because it was, here's the thing is my brother can't open two bottles of wine because then he said that, that makes him feel like a, like a drunkard. So he just has to top it off with a little rum and Coke. And then he has a nice, I think, post-work buzz to watch his hockey game. But then he also has a and whiskey. All right. He's got a sipping whiskey that uh, he uses for the end of the night. And sure, you're saying to yourself, Mark, that sounds like alcoholism. And I agree. But, um, my brother is just, I don't know. He, he never seems to get drunk. He, he handles it. Well, well, his doctor has told him to cut down on the booze a bit. And so he, sh- he's, he says he's doing that, but I didn't see it this week. But to be fair, Tax season, he's an accountant, and tax season was was just last week. So it ended, and I think he was celebrating, right? Celebrating, having a little booze. So anyway, look over at old booze hound, and uh, he used to be a referee. He didn't drink while he was a ref, I, I at least I, to my knowledge. He wasn't drunk on the ice. And um, he said, you know what? Spitting is a match penalty. And a match penalty is you get suspended by the league if you uh, do a match penalty. He said. so if spitting is a match, how is licking, which is worse than spitting, it, that is definitely worse than spitting. You could get fucking herpes and shit from this guy. Because God knows he has it. Little rat-faced asshole. So, uh... My brother's like, how, how is that not a match penalty? And then we cut to the, to the panel of uh, hockey insiders during the intermission who were discussing this incident. And Kelly Rudy, who's always been my favorite, and, by, and most people's favorites as, as, as far as analysts go, this guy fucking knows everything. He was a former goaltender uh, for the, my Los Angeles Kings. Oh, I loved Rudy because he was Gretzky's goalie, and I loved Gretzky because I love greatness. Don't love LeBron, even though I know he's great. It's just he's very condescending, you know. He's got the he's got the vibe of a man who drives, I don't know what. I can't even like even BMW is that's not LeBron. It probably uh, probably drives one of those. What are the Bugattis? I bet it. I, I haven't looked it up, but I you guys Google that shit. I guarantee you, LeBron James drives a Bugatti, the ultimate douchebag car. I don't even care if you've got a Lamborghini. Lamborghini is not not close to the douchebaggery of a Bugatti. So, uh, but I do love greatness. And Kelly Rudy, as great of a goaltender as he was, he's an even better analyst. And uh, he was saying, first of all, that Marchand disgusts him. He disgusts him. And he said his teammates should humiliate him. They should stand up. Call him out and say this doesn't represent us, and make make a show of him. And I'm like, you're fucking right, Rudy. You're goddamn right. And then he says, and if spitting is a match penalty, how about licking? Is that not a match penalty? Is that not just as bad or worse? And uh, my tipsy brother looks at me and says, "Sir, I fucking told you." He was actually in the midst of tweeting, "Hockey Night in Canada." To to ask them that question to see if they'd read it live on the air. And because we're like, how do I get to them? I said, just tweet. Use the hashtag man. And you can tweet to them, and they'll probably see it in real time. And old Ron McLean will probably be like, hey, somebody in uh Ottawa, Canada, originally from Newfoundland, who's clearly had a nice few rum and cokes, has said is uh, spitting as bad as licking. That should be a match penalty. But Rudy beat him to it. Because Rudy fucking, you got to get up pretty early in the morning to to get one in on Rudy. But he's goddamn right, you know? Man, oh man, what does the world come to? I wonder what Brian Marchand drives. What's the most annoying car in the world? All right, I'm going to look at... uh, Did I cover everything on my list here? Let's see. Recording my podcast. And scroll down to the end. Yes. I'm glad I looked at this list. I thought I had had gotten to it all. But no, sir, I didn't. What I want to say, I want to leave off. Let's bookend it. Let's bookend it about getting the car. All right? See, here's the thing. And this one, no, you know what? It's not really about the car. It's about depression, all right? Let's end on a low note. No, it's not. It's the opposite. It, it's about not getting depressed, all right? I, I was talking uh, to a friend of mine, and this friend, uh, she's depressed, all right? And more than just depressed, she's, uh, she's all turned around. She's all fucked up, you know? And it's stuff that has kind of snowballed over the years. Now it's out of control. And I'm listening to her, and I don't even know. I got to pride myself, guys. I'm being able to help you out, you know? You got some problems, you talk to old Benny. Benny will lend you an ear. He's an empathetic man who gets taken advantage of at car dealerships. He'll listen to you. He'll do his best to give you a solution. And if you don't want a solution, he's just there for you. Apparently the ladies, they don't like solutions all the time. They just want somebody to understand. Right? And I'm there. I'm there to do that. So I'm listening to her. And I got to say, even if she wanted a solution, I don't know what to give her. Right? She's just, she's let the depression, she's let the anxiety run amok. And, uh, I don't think, I, I mean, it's going to be hard to walk it back. You know, I'm rooting for her. I'm hoping she does it, but it's going to be hard. And uh, as I told you on the last podcast, me and the wife, we, we, we've we been feeling a little, little down. We got the blues, but not in that cool Gary Clark Jr. Muddy Waters way. We had the blues for real. We were feeling a bit, you know, we weren't sure if we were satisfied with our life. You know, we, we were priced out of the housing market here in Toronto, so we can't get a bigger place. So if we wanted a second kid, we don't really have that option. Not that we necessarily want a second kid, but right now we certainly can't have one, basically because houses are too expensive. So we weren't sure. And we don't even know if we could have a second kid. Don't get me wrong. We had a lot of trouble having the first one. We're very happy to have him. We consider ourselves very lucky to have Mr. Sam, that little screaming lunatic. But, um, you know, and then we were trying to buy the car and that was a lot of, oh, it was just an overwhelming amount of choice and decisions. And, and then we, you know, you're at the car dealership and people are making you feel like an asshole, you know, and you just, you know, I just, and cutting my comedy, you know, there's all these big festivals happening and I'm not, I don't have a lot going on right now. You know, I, I got, I'm doing my regular shows, but there's, I feel like there's no buzz. There's no heat. You know what I mean? But you see buzz and heat behind people, like fucking old John Mulaney. Oh, that special was amazing. He did his new special, Kid Gorgeous, so fucking good. I'll talk about it more on the next podcast because I'm going to watch it again, and I rarely do that. I don't usually watch specials, you know, twice in a row, but I'm going to watch that. It's so good. If you got Netflix, watch that John Mulaney special so tight. I How does he remember his childhood so well? That's one of my problems. I'm watching it going, I don't remember anything that happened to me when I was seven. How do you do it, John? I think maybe he pretends he remembers a little bit better and he just makes it more of a story. I don't know. Maybe he's just got a really great memory, or maybe I just have a really shitty memory. Anyhoozles, back to the depression. So, I uh, we were feeling down. My wife was a little overworked. You know, she had to organize a big retreat for her office. You know, we have all these decisions. So my work is kind of stagnant right now. Her work was getting bad in terms of how much shit she had to do that she didn't want to do. A lot of presentations, uh, hiring speakers. One of the speakers didn't contact her at all. You know, uh, she so she had to get get another speaker. And that fucking lady that she booked... Writes her the night before her original presentation date and was like, hey, sorry, I know I haven't been getting back to you. Sarah wrote her three emails, phoned her three times, left messages, talked to her secretary, said, "If if you can't get back to me, I'm going to have to book another speaker. Please get back to me. Didn't do it. Writes her the night before the presentation is supposed to happen. Says, I know I haven't been getting back to you. So, not like she's missed these emails and these phone calls. Says, I know I haven't. And then she says, but do you still want me to do the presentation tomorrow? Because I'm going over my notes now. And Sarah wrote her back. was like, no, you fucking idiot. No, you, I don't want. I've, we have another speaker booked. And that person is doing the presentation. We had to book another one. Because you wouldn't get back to me, you asshole. And then so the lady says, I feel so bad. Uh, uh, please let me take you out for lunch or for coffee to apologize. And my wife said, no. No, I'm not letting you take me out to lunch so you can feel better about yourself. You sit in it. Sit in your shit. Ah, I'm proud of her. She didn't use all the vulgarities, but you get the gist. She was far more polite, but it was a hard no. Hard no on the feel better about yourself coffee, bitch. And I say bitch with no gender bias, okay? Bitch as in, if you're a man, bitch, you're a woman bitch, all right? Genderless. Okay. So anyway, the Depression. So I tell you what, is we both came out of it. We snapped out of it. Some of it was, it was environmental, you know what I mean? Like, Sarah's conference went very well. People were very happy. They thought it was one of the best conferences. A couple of people said it was the best one they've ever attended. So it made Sarah feel good about herself, even though it was stressful. You know, she put the work in, and, and it went very well. You know, she still doesn't look forward to doing it again. However, it's nice to know that people appreciated her work so that was that that helped her out but she also she was talking to some people at work and and these people had real fucking problems you know what i mean like they're, they had some tragedies and shit and my wife just was like what am i belly aching about all right yeah i mean we live in a nice apartment in one of the best cities in the world we've got a, a healthy little boy you know we've got a nice marriage and we have enough money to get a car if we want one You know what I mean? It's it's fucking we're getting getting hung up about shit we don't need to get hung up on. And for me, it was talking to my friend who was all crazy depressed and depressed in a way that, like I say, not like, hey, I'm I'm sure I'm sure you'll feel better tomorrow. She's not she's not not going to feel better tomorrow. She's got a long road ahead of her of, uh, of trying to get healthy, you know? Look at this. There's a guy walking right past the car. Doesn't even know I'm in here. Got my headphones on. I got my microphone up to my gob. He just walked past. Oh, my God, The guys, this is working out. So anyway, for me, so I'm watching my friend and uh, and I'm th- saying the same thing as my wife. I'm like, you know what? What am I belly aching about? Oh, maybe, maybe the industry doesn't have buzz for you right now with the comedy. Maybe the kids don't want you to do as much Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Get up there. Tell your jokes. Make some people laugh. If they don't laugh, fuck them. You did your best. You know what I mean? You're like the Toronto Raptors. You just, you go out, but no, not like the Toronto Raptors. You go out guns a blazing. You go out with DeMar DeRozan in the fourth quarter, and if you crash and burn, then so be it. But the way I was dealing with my life, I was like Dwayne Casey. I was sitting DeMar DeRozan on the fourth quarter. I wasn't even putting in my best players. Wasn't even putting in my best effort, and then at the same time going, and it's not that I, I was actively not putting in my best effort. It's just... I was out there, you know, down on myself. You know what I mean? You know, worried that made, worried I was being judged by people, by people who book shows or people who book festivals or even some of the other young comics. Feeling feeling the pressure of the judgment. So I was sitting my best on the fourth quarter. No fucking way am I a Toronto Raptor. All right? So you turn that shit around. You know what I mean? And sure, maybe you spent a little tiny bit more on the car than you wanted, but so fucking what? So what? It's a lovely car where nobody can see you recording your podcast. Guys, what I'm saying is, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling depressed, get out there. Talk to people, you know, tell a couple of people your problems. May You know, go out, socialize. You go to go to music concerts. I told you that a couple weeks ago. You 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 increase your lifespan. Increase your lifespan by by nine years, and your overall happiness in every measurable category. If you listen to live music, if you go out to live music once every two weeks, so go out there, socialize. Don't let things spiral out of control. And ladies and gentlemen, if you got a little extra cash kicking around, you know, burning a hole in the old pocket, or it's just time to get a new car. Let me tell you something. So far, I'm in goddamn love with this fucking car, you know? It's just, woo, having a good time. And this is why. This is why I recorded the podcast here today instead of yesterday. Love the Prius but like i said not gonna get all mushy depressed you can you can let that shit go out of control sentimental i was so sentimental oh, we picked up the we picked up our baby in this car and me and my wife we spent the best well the first few years of our marriage in this car and yet yeah but it's a machine it's a machine and it helped you get from point a to point b it was useful and now it's getting old and so you get a new machine jesus christ What are you, a fucking 12-year-old girl? God damn it, Mark. Have a backbone, and I know you got the osteoporosis, but stand up straight anyway. You know what I mean? Thanks so much for listening, everybody. This is Mark Joseph Bennett coming to you from the XC60 recording studio. I'll check in with you again soon. I said shut up, and good night.